In partnership with the Episcopal Church of the Heavenly Rest, Dean Kelly Brown Douglas and a group of students made a pilgrimage to Montgomery, Alabama to visit the Legacy Museum and the National Memorial for Peace and Justice. Established by the Equal Justice Initiative, these sites are our nation's first memorials dedicated to the legacy of enslaved black people, those terrorized by lynching and Jim Crow segregation, and the ongoing threat of police violence and mass incarceration to African-American men and women. In addition to the Legacy Museum and the National Memorial, EDS at Union students toured Selma, Alabama, visited the Jonathan Merrick Daniels Memorial, participated in Compline, and toured Martin Luther King's Parsonage. In this conversation, Dean Douglas is joined by the Reverend Anne-Marie Wichger of the Church of the Heavenly Rest and Union students Carl Adair, Grace Aaron, and Galvin Mathis to reflect on the pilgrimage and their experience. Good afternoon, I am Kelly Brown Douglas, Dean of EDS at Union Theological Seminary in New York, and I thank all of you who are joining us uh, this afternoon. We are coming to you uh, today from uh, St. John's Episcopal Church in Montgomery, Alabama. We have been down here as a group traveling with the Church of the Heavenly Rest in New York and three of our students from EDS and Union. We've been here since yesterday on a civil rights pilgrimage. Uh, yesterday we spent time in Selma, Alabama. We walked across the Edmund Pettus Bridge and most significantly, we spent the day with a woman by the name of Joanne who was uh, at the time of the uh, Bloody Sunday, she participated in that as an 11-year-old, and we heard first-hand experiences from Joanne as well as two others uh, who were eight years old at the time that participated in Bloody Sunday. Today, we have had another powerful experience as we have visited the Equal Justice Initiative Museum. Uh, we're here, uh, as I said, with three of our students and also with uh, Reverend Anne Marie Witcher from uh, Heavenly Rest. And I'm going to start, and as each student uh, answers and as all people answer a question as they choose to do, at least to uh, give your name so others out there will know who you are, but start with just a simple question. Over these last two days, which has been a very powerful experience, mm -hmm. uh, I think for all of us, and each of us, what is the one thing that has grabbed you the most during this time here? And any one of you can jump in. I can start. My name is Grace. I guess I'll talk to the camera over there. Um, gosh, there's been so many things that have been really powerful to me. Um, but something that I wasn't expecting, well, I was expecting to come here to Montgomery, visit the EJI initiative and see and be in Selma yesterday and to sort of see all of these sites that were very famous and significant for um, for freedom work uh, but what I didn't know was how significant Montgomery specifically was as a place for the Confederacy and was as a place for um, like the for moving enslaved people uh, deeper into this country um, and you see these things side by side, like a place down the river two blocks from here where enslaved laborers were taken from boats and, and you know, sold throughout the South. It was like hugely significant here. And then we learned on our walking tour with the pastor from this church 
that Montgomery was the first capital of the Confederacy and where Jefferson Davis was sworn in on the steps here. And I don't, I guess just in my own ignorance, I didn't know that. And so to have those two competing histories um, just right side by side with each other um, in this place has been, has been really powerful for me. And I think um, I'm from Charlottesville, Virginia, and was doing organizing there. And we often say the fact that the Unite the Right rally happened in Charlottesville wasn't a coincidence. It wasn't just this random town they picked, but because of the way that white supremacy was entrenched there. And I think about like the resistance and the pushback that happened here in the civil rights, like it wasn't a coincidence that things were really bad here or that there was such powerful resistance happening here. Um, yeah, so in all these ways, sometimes we look at histories that happened and think, oh wow, isn't that funny that like mm. a massive bu bus boycott happened in a place that happened to be where Jefferson Davis was sworn in. Like, oh, what a coincidence. But um, I don't know. I'm. I think the way that forces play, like forces of good and of evil throughout history um, interact with each other is not coincidences and we shouldn't, that's part of telling the story. I think it's not acting like it's just by happenstance. That's been powerful for me to witness. Hi, my name is Galvin and today was definitely uh, a day just feeling a lot of emotions mm -hmm. at the museum. Uh, especially being able to see intergenerations of black people going throughout uh, the museum and just having like similar interactions with some of the uh, information and some of the interactive pieces, a lot of heavy sighs. Um, a lot of shaking of heads um, and even connecting with uh, a black woman that's there. It's like uh, when I was able to listen to one of the uh, freedom songs that was being sung by um, someone who was portraying an enslaved um, African and just seeing like, wow, like this is where we get our songs that continues mm -hmm. within uh, the black church and continues within uh, movements today such as the Black Lives Matter movement mm -hmm. and just how powerful and rich um, those songs are and how needed um, those songs are to help us continue forward in uh, the spirit of our ancestors mm -hmm. and um, in the strength that God gives us and in faith that God will continue to see us through even though we're seeing kind of like what Grace was saying like some of some similar things every time period mm -hmm. um, yeah Galvin I'm struck uh, by what you said, moving through and, and, and the emotional impact of uh, the experience, which uh, it's, it's almost unexpected emotions, but particularly moving through with the various persons and particularly other black people uh, mm -hmm. and standing side by side with them. And, and uh, I was just talking and, uh, and one black man, we both broke down together. He broke mm -hmm. down and that led me uh, 
to to break down as well and to mm-hmm. see see the story. How Carl or Emily, uh, you've been impacted in this journey. Uh, I'm Carl Adair. Hello, Internet. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm I'm still very much processing um, what we experienced this morning at the at the Legacy Museum, and um, if you can picture. Um, the interior of this space, which is just so rich and full mm-hmm. of information and graphics, and um, I know that I will need to go back again and again to really bring more of that into my body. Um, one whole wall of the museum is is essentially a, a huge timeline, and I took my time moving along that timeline, checking out other exhibits, coming back, moving chronologically um, from slavery to mass incarceration. Um, And the very last bit of text in the far corner at the end of the timeline has has stuck with me, which is that the timeline traces the development of a racialized hierarchy in the United States, which, as Dean Douglas's work has, has shown us, it, um, that racial hierarchy was sacralized and remains sacred in so many, um, so many places and so many institutions uh, in this country. And um, that last bit of text said, you know, There have been so many people who have gone before us who have contested this hierarchy in all of its evolving forms. And the American justice system is one institution where that work remains to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, you know, I had had a kind of conceptual understanding of this, an intellectual relationship to this, but it sort of it sunk down in that moment that um, that the justice system is actively perpetrating injustice. Mm-hmm. And to allow, as people of faith, as people of goodwill, to allow for the, the justice system to continue to mete out its rulings and um, make its regulations according to the status quo is to allow injustice to continue. And um, you know, Grace was saying last night that one of the things um, that struck her, if I can if I can just report this, um, at the at the Freedom Rider Museum that we saw yesterday afternoon is of such a powerful reminder that uh, we know of all the histories of white people who uh, perpetrated racist violence mm-hmm. in many forms. And we know the many stories of white people who stood by and did nothing, were unconcerned. And we also see stories of white anti-racists who stood up and stood in solidarity um, with people of color, working for justice. And um, 
you know, when I think about the shape of the story that I hope my own life can take, um, the choice, uh, the choice is being made for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Chloe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marie. Um, I'm, I'm Anne Marie, Witchburg from Church of the Heavenly Rest. Um, yeah, I think I've been, um, I've been struck by, um, but our, our, um, Joanne Villetas, our tour in Selma yesterday, and then also, um, Element who led our tour at the Freedom Rides Museum yesterday, and, and the museum today, that, um, people have, devoted their lives, given their lives to um, telling uh, the stories of, um, of slavery, of racism, of um, the terror and horror and all of that, of all of that, and also um, the resistance and bravery and, um, and uh, persistent hope of people who fought um, against that so that so I'm feeling um just gratitude for for the people that are doing the work here to share those stories and to invite people here both um both women yesterday talked about the importance of being in this place and hearing the stories in the places where things um actually happened and took place um and so I'm thinking um yeah, I've been impacted by that of being in this place and and hearing firsthand stories from people who experienced all that went on, um, and then thinking about how we go home and think about our places um, and what happened and is happening in those places, um, and how we can be sure to be telling the stories that matter um, about those places and um, and and working toward toward new stories yeah let me sort of pick up get from there i know we this has been a whirlwind trip not only in terms of days but in terms of the range of emotions and mm-hmm. there's if we just were talking about today in the three hours that we just experienced today in the Legacy Museum, uh, if you're feeling like I'm feeling, it's a bundle of raw uh, emotions, and 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 I know you you don't even know what to say, and there are many times uh, just left in the puddle, uh, and uh, people walking through left in a puddle. But at the very beginnings of this sort of processing, this and and just being on this trip, what has it meant to you to be on this trip and, and in relationship to what you're studying for? And, and, and for me, it's been sort of a, a, a prayer to God that's come true is something that I was thinking about like on the way here I was like before going to Union a thought that came to mind something I was praying about was like oh I would love to go on uh, a pilgrimage to learn more about 
my history and the, the places in the South and uh, to be able to to visit Africa and yeah, just to experience all of that and so this is definitely a uh, prayer that yeah I just thought about maybe a, a few years ago and then just kind of realizing like wow this is um, coming true and I'm also thinking about my work in Oakland for the summer with Oakland Freedom School and mm -hmm. the students that I'm with who are right now at the same age as some of our speakers were when they started as foot soldiers and who were uh, beaten on Bloody Sunday, who have been marching, telling their stories, who have experienced a lot of trauma, a lot of like how my students have experienced um, a lot of trauma from death, over policing, and just a tons of other things that comes with being in Oakland, being black, and um, just really reflecting on what I can bring back to them um, as I return next week um, and continue for the next three weeks uh, with this program that highlights black history, that highlights a love of self, a love of culture. Um, what else can I add from this experience um, to my students? Anyone else want to comment on that? What's the thing you want to say that I'm not asking? I think something that I've been thinking about and that I shared about a little bit yesterday is how um, there are places and moments and dates connected to places in our country's history that, you know, you say Selma, and what do you think of? You know, the Emmett Pettus Bridge. Um, or you say Montgomery, and what do you think of? The bus boycott. Um, but what's been so powerful and so hopeful to me in hearing stories yesterday is that, um, well, number one, like, those places existed before and after. Um, there were flashpoints in our country's history, and I feel like accountable to them in some ways now, and accountable to the stories and the work that ha that happened before and is ongoing now that I've encountered them. Um, and to be able to hear like Martin Luther King never showed up in a place that wasn't already organized, and like that speaks to grassroots organizers and regular people like us in Selma who were already doing the work before a famous guy decided to show up there. And we heard yesterday from Mr. Lamb that regular people continue to do the work long after, you know, they marched across that bridge. And she was just describing just, you know, she continues every day in her community with other with other regular people um, to keep fighting against white supremacy and to keep fighting against these same these same things and um, it's that that's hopeful to me and important to remember that it, it, it happened before it keeps happening and and it's not done by people who are 
who are any different than us, you know, just regular mm -hmm. people who, who decided to care and decided to act. Mm -hmm. um, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm carrying this like accountability now that I've, you know, come and touched the wounds, as it were. Um, that'll, that'll affect me. Um, you know, I, I want to become an Episcopal priest. And there are a lot of reasons for that. And, and one of them is that um, I just, I love worship. Um, I love worshiping God, God who is a liberating God, God who is present uh, with the crucified class uh, in every time and place. And I believe that the church has been and can be and will be a force for justice here and now for the crucified here and now. Mm -hmm. And uh, the only way that I think that I can be a part of that work um, in, a, in a sustained, long-term, life-defining way is to seek constant nourishment uh, in worship and in prayer. Um, and in in remembrance of uh, the fact that that the new life uh, in Christ uh, led to the cross and to the grave, and then something else happened out of that. And I guess I'm just wondering, like, how do we bring these stories into Sunday morning? Mm. Um, how do we take the things that we know up here and bring them down into here in the same way that, you know, we eat a little bit of bread and drink a little bit of wine. And that's more for us than just, just matter, just food. Yeah. Um, And I think that's that's a, a creative a creative challenge, a creative challenge of a lifetime. And I don't know exactly where to start, but um, <laughs> man, it seems like a good way to spend a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Thanks for I think you started mm -hmm. you know, on this journey. Mm -hmm. um, you Um, 
And then just thinking that um, that uh, yeah, to be to to that part of our faith is to wake up each morning and to um, to commit again each day to being um, with the people of the world who are crucified. We're experiencing that um, trauma wherever um, they are, we are, and so. Um, and that that's like a constant, if, if that's not in your bones already, then that takes constant reminding. Um, and we're, we're um, part of our obligation as people of faith and as faith leaders, I think it's to, again, if it's not in our bones already, to, to commit to reminding ourselves of that um, all the time. Well, this has been an eventful 24 hours. Mm -hmm. uh, the, and I hope that all of you there who first thank you for tuning in and who have uh, heard uh, all of us speak have picked up in some little way the impact of this trip and this time together. And I don't think that any of us will leave this place the same way we came. And I can say as Dean of EDS at Union that I am so blessed to be on this trip with the people of Penny Rest and with these students. Uh, uh, as we truly do this journey together and I think that it will forever cement us in our journey together. And so thank you all for joining us and thank all of you.